Welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. The title of this message is Father is Shaking All Things. Back in February of this year, I had a prophetic experience. I was up in the middle of the night. Sometimes I can't sleep, so I go out in the living room and sit in the recliner. I'll pray or read. And I remember it being somewhere around 3 o'clock in the morning. I was in the chair dozing between sleep and awake when all of a sudden I shook. I shook and the chair shook. And then there was a pause of about 5 or 10 seconds and then it happened again. I shook and the chair shook. And the thought that I had immediately was, was that an earthquake? Then I realized the house hadn't shook. It was just me and the chair. But I still had that sensation, that thought going through my mind. Was that an earthquake? There, there was some type of shaking. Well, later that morning, it was our day for our regularly scheduled prayer meeting in the morning. And I went to visit, uh, I went to the house of my friends Lauren and Carrie Deal for the prayer meeting. And when I walked in the door, the first thing that Carrie said to me was, did you hear about the earthquakes yesterday? And so this was February 15th, and there had been earthquakes on February 14th. And I think I believe she said that uh, there was an earthquake somewhere in Can- Canada, China, Panama, and Japan. And she said these came across her news feed. She doesn't watch for earthquakes. So it was newsworthy enough that it was just sent out in a general news briefing that she happened to receive. Well, suddenly, Father had my attention. Here I was shaking in my chair after these four earthquakes spread up around a good part of the globe had happened in a single day. Well, I looked up this scripture, and I'll read to you. It's from Hebrews 12, 25 to 29. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he is promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace, by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Don't miss what he's saying there in verse 28. The kingdom of God cannot be shaken. The things that are made, they can be shaken and ultimately will be removed. He says, let us have grace to serve God acceptably. Our God is a consuming fire. Our God is mighty. His voice shakes and rumbles the earth like at Mount Sinai. Now, the writer of Hebrews here is quoting from the prophet Haggai. And let me read that to you as well. This is Haggai chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, and then 21 and 22. 
according to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you, do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts, Jehovah Sabaoth, once more, it is a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations. That's Yeshua, by the way. And I will fill this temple with glory, says Jehovah Sabaoth. And then verse 21 and 22. Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake heaven and earth. I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms. I will destroy the strength of the Gentile kingdoms. I will overthrow the chariots and those who ride on them. The horses and their riders shall come down, every one by the sword of his brother. And so this is Father God saying that he would again shake heaven and earth, quoted by the author of Hebrews. Now, what's the ultimate purpose of this shaking? It says there in Haggai, God will shake all nations so they come to the desire of all nations, Yeshua. This is a wake-up. This is a wake-up to the earth. This is a wake-up call to the nations. Now, I believe these verses out of Haggai were fulfilled in the death of Yeshua, and they will once again be refilled, fulfilled at the second coming of Yeshua. Now, if you remember uh, the Gospels, when Yeshua died on the cross, there was an earthquake, and the sun was darkened in the middle of the day. God shook earth when his son died. But I want you to know, too, the Bible is clear that when Yeshua went to Calvary's cross, the heavens were shaken as well. In John 12, 31, it is written, Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world is cast out. Yeshua was talking about, Now that I'm going to the cross, the judgment is coming on the world, and the ruler is cast out. That's a shaking in the heavens from whatever place the devil was in, he was cast out of. In John 16, 8, it says, the ruler of this world is judged. So Yeshua is clear that it is death and resurrection. The ruler of this world, the devil, Satan, and all of his angels were judged and they were cast out. And then in Colossians 2.15, it is written that at Calvary's cross, Yeshua disarmed powers and principalities he made a public spectacle of them and triumphed over them in the cross. There was a great disarming of evil spirits at the cross. There was a great triumph, a great shaking in the heavens. And then in Hebrews 2.14 it is written, Just as the children of God have partaken of flesh and blood, Yeshua took on the same, that he through death might destroy the one who had the power of death, that is the devil. Ultimately, at the death of Yeshua, the devil himself was destroyed. Judgment was passed. The devil and his angels were found guilty. They were disarmed and destroyed. There was a public spectacle. This was the great shaking of the earth and the great shaking of the heavens when our Savior breathed his last and said, It is finished, paid in full. Then in John 16.33, Yeshua said this, because I don't believe that that's the last shaking that's being prophesied. 
There is a great shaking that will come upon the earth and upon the nations. It's yet to come. And Yeshua said this in John 16, 33, In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And before that he said, I've spoken these things to you that you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, our Savior says, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. So there's, there's periodic times on the earth when Father will shake things. He'll shake things up to awaken his people, to awaken the earth, to awaken the nations, that they might come to the desire of all nations, come to Yeshua. So when Father gave me this experience, I began to think about him shaking people, individuals, churches, nations. And when Father shakes things, we must give him the credit for doing it and not blame it on the devil. Whether we think about our recent elections or the elections in Israel, uh, various upheavals in the world, there's now they're saying there's a worldwide, uh, not a worldwide, but in many parts of the world, there's a famine, uh, natural disasters happening. There are, there's an increase of earthquakes across the earth. And maybe you're experiencing a shaking in your personal life. And I understand this too, uh, whether things are going on in the world or in our nation or in our personal lives. We can pray and God seems silent or God seems distant or God seems unhearing. And that adds to the uh, stress and anxiety of the time of shaking. We ask, am I the only one? We ask, will this ever end? Is this the new normal? Things that worked before aren't working now. And when there's a shaking, fear wants to come in. Doubts knock at the door. We may start asking the question, what if, what if this, and what if, what if that? Now, according to what Yeshua said, when tribulations come, when shakings come, he said, I've given you peace. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So our Savior is saying it's possible for us, even in times of shaking, to have peace and to have joy. Now, since that experience in February, Father has spoken two things to me that I want to share with you. Uh, the first is, remember childlike faith. In these times of tribulation, in these times of wondering, in these times of shaking, Father is telling us to remember childlike faith. So I began to ponder this. What, what was my life like when I was a child? And I'm not talking about you know, when, you, when you have a real consciousness of things. I'm, I'm talking about when you're two, three, and four years old. Uh, maybe you don't even have memories of that time. When I was two, three, and four years old, I did not think about tomorrow. I did not think about my meals or what I was going to wear. I didn't think about bills or income or taxes. My parents loved me. My parents loved to provide for me. The other thing I, re I think about, though I don't have memories, when I was two, three, and four years old, there was a presence in my life. 
One of my parents was always there. They never left me alone. And if my parents went out somewhere, one of my grandmothers would come and, and stay with us. There was always a presence in my life. So there was no fear. There was no doubt. Somebody was there. It was a comfort. And when I was that age, childlike faith, I was learning. I was developing. I was in a place of wonder. I was developing brain paths, learning to talk, learning to walk, and a little later, learning to read. We're told by science that uh, there's great leaps and bounds of development and learning in the first five years of life. Really, if you think about it, I said what my parents and grandparents said, and I did what they did. I was the great imitator. And then also I was learning the things that were important in life by watching. Home was important. Family was important. Church was important. School was important. Making connections with people in, at home and family and school and church. These were important things. So let's put this over into our spiritual lives. When Father is telling us, remember childlike faith, what's he encouraging us to do? What's he encouraging us to, re to remember? Well, number one, Yeshua does exhort us, give no thought for tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worries of its own. Instead of concentrating on things like, that take up our daily lives. Yes, we have jobs, we have income, <clears throat> there's lots of responsibilities. And it says in Hebrews 12:1, fixing our eyes on Yeshua, the author and the finisher of our faith. Let's give no thought to tomorrow. Let's not worry about the future. Let's think about this, the kingdom of God and pursuing Yeshua with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then let's, let's learn and let's develop. And how do we do that? Well, I said what my parents said and I did what my parents did. My father now is the living God. And so I can say what he says and I can do what he does. That's how I develop. That's how I mature. Let's give our lives into doing that. Let's say what father says. Let's do what Father does. In fact, in Ephesians 5.1, it says, Be imitators of God as dear children. And then let's practice the presence of our Father in the very same way that I was never left alone as a young child. I'm never left alone now. I may not be aware of it, but Father God is with me. Yeshua said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. In fact, in a few years ago, uh, Father spoke to me clearly. He said, I'm always with you, Daniel. And then let's develop connections. Childlike faith is allowing our parents, our Father God, to develop connections. I've said this many times. God's people always find each other. God has put people into your life to speak to you for God, to mentor you, to encourage and exhort you, to love you, to use the spiritual gifts they've been given on your behalf. Father blesses us through other people, 
And many times we don't develop those connections. Many times we miss it or we're not grateful or different things in life. So my exhortation to you is remember childlike faith and practice the presence of Father and develop those connections with those people he sends you. The second thing that Father has been telling me since that experience of being shaken is prepare your heart. Prepare your heart. I believe that after a shaking, Father God wants to give us an upgrade, an upgrade of his love, an upgrade of his spirit, an upgrade of his compassion, an upgrade of his heart. And he wants us during a time of shaking to be preparing our hearts to receive. In Proverbs 16:1, it is written, the preparation of the heart belongs to man. The answer of the mouth comes from Jehovah. In Proverbs 4:23, it is written, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. Our heart is where life abides. And Yeshua said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then in Psalm 4.1, it is written, Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have enlarged me in my distress. Now think about that a minute. He enlarges us in our distress. Through times of shaking, through times of trial, he is attempting, wanting to, Enlarge us. Make our hearts bigger. And then in Isaiah 9-7, it is written about Yeshua, the Messiah, of the increase of his government and shalom, there will be no end. So of the government and shalom of Yeshua, it is prophesied there would be continual increase, more and more, bigger and bigger. Father wants to enlarge us, and then he wants to bless us with more of his spirit, more of his power, more of his heart, more of his voice, more of the government and shalom of Yeshua. The best example I can think of of this is Peter in the Bible. We see on the night when Yeshua was betrayed, Peter very confident. And this was a self-confidence. It was a pride about him. And he told Yeshua, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. Well, sure enough, uh, before the rooster crowed the next morning, Peter had denied Yeshua three times. And before that happened, Yeshua said this, Peter, Satan has asked for you that he might sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith would not fail. And when you return, strengthen your brothers. A, shit, a sifting of wheat. What happens when people sift wheat? There's a shaking. There's wheat and there's chaff, and they shake it out, and they throw it up in the wind, and the wind and the shaking separates. It separates the chaff from the wheat. And our Savior is prophesying that this is what is happening to Peter through this trial through this shaking, uh, through this place of humbling that Peter endured. He denied his Savior. He denied his Lord. 
three times. And the other thing I know about that experience and what Yeshua said when he said, and when you return, strengthen your brothers, that Yehovah, Father God, was enlarging Peter in his distress. He wanted Peter to receive grace, that he could strengthen his brothers. And it wasn't a just a one-time thing. Peter became one of the great leaders in the early ecclesia, and his brothers did look to him for strength, and he became very strong. He was enlarged. He received the Holy Spirit in, in great measure on the day of Pentecost and then later, and he was able to feed the sheep of Yeshua and strengthen his brothers. Now, after the resurrection, there was a time when Yeshua appeared on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and he spoke with Peter. And three times he told Peter, feed my sheep or tend my sheep or feed my lambs. This was a restoration of Peter. You know, Satan wanted to sift Peter like wheat, and Father God allowed that. Why? There was chaff in Peter's life. There was things in Peter's life, like that pride, like that self-confidence, that needed to be shaken out of him so that he could be filled with the Holy Spirit and become all things that God wanted him to be. And something that I know about us, that Yeshua is interceding for us in the time of our shaking. Hebrews 7.25 says, Yeshua ever lives to make intercession for us. He's interceding the same thing, that during our times of trial, during our times of shaking, uh, Satan wants us. Satan wants to sift us. And Yeshua is praying that our faith will not fail, that we will be enlarged in this, that we will be filled and we will come out to bless our brothers and sisters. And the other thing I know, that in any time of shaking or difficulty, the Holy Spirit is interceding for us. In Romans 8, 26, it says, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. We have two parts of the Trinity, the Son, Yeshua, who is the Word, and the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of Truth, interceding for us. And so that word in Romans 8 is true, and we can trust it, where it says, If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not also freely give us all things? Brothers and sisters, this is good news. And whether it's COVID-19 or uh, the economy or famine around the world or natural disasters or even something that has come into your own personal life that is shaking you, you're not alone. You're being exhorted just as I am to remember childlike faith. And you're being exhorted just like I am to prepare your hearts. Prepare your hearts for an upgrade from Father. Prepare your hearts for more of the Holy Spirit. Prepare your hearts to help others and mentor others and use your gifts to, the, to bless others. Now, let me just close this uh, message by reading a section of Joel, the prophet Joel. This is chapter 2. Let me begin with verse 1. Blow the shofar in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. 
Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of Jehovah is coming, for it is at hand. There has been an increase in the last 20 years, an exponential increase of men and women around the globe buying shofars, sounding shofars, and using it as a sound that they release in the earth, the sound of prayer, the sound of intercession, the sound of Yeshua, the sound of uh, the awakening, the sound of the voice of our Father. And when the prophet says, blow the shofar in Zion, sound an alarm on the holy mountain, this is the wake-up call. This is not just a wake-up call in the time of Joel, but there's a perpetual rising of prophets and prophetic people to sound an alarm and say, there's a shaking coming. Father's been telling us for 20 years. It was uh, September 11th of 2001 uh, when the, tra the World Trade Center towers came down. Uh, that was a wake-up call uh, to our nation. And for 20 years now, people have been sounding the shofar, exhorting God's people to awake. And then in Joel 2, verse 12, it's written, sorry, verse 10, The earth quakes before them, the heavens tremble, the sun and the moon grow dark, the stars diminish their brightness. Jehovah gives his voice before his army, for his camp is very great, for strong is the one who executes his word. For the day of Jehovah is great and very terrible, who can endure it? Now therefore, says Jehovah, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Here we are told in Joel 2, 11 and 12, that God shakes things. God causes things to tremble. He, he speaks and his voice goes forth and his mighty ones execute his word. Those are the angels. Father has been proclaiming these things to us. His word is going forth throughout the earth and it's causing things to shake and tremble. And what is his exhortation to us in verse 12? He says, turn to me with all your heart fasting, weeping, mourning. Maybe there's some repentance that needs to happen in your life. And you should pray to the Holy Spirit, search me and know my heart, test me and know my inmost thoughts. See if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. It says in 1 John chapter 1, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and true and just to forgive our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. Father not only wants to forgive our sins, Father wants to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He wants to remove all of that chaff from our life. And sometimes he needs to shake us up uh, to get our attention. So my exhortation to you once again is remember childlike faith, trust the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on, on your own understanding. Prepare your heart for a blessing, for an upgrade of the Spirit, for more of Yeshua and His Spirit in your life. And then turn to the Father with all your heart. Now is the time. There's no better time. There's no greater time. And when these things are happening in the earth, to fix our eyes on Yeshua, to return to our heart and to seek His face. Now receive this blessing. 
Jehovah bless you and keep you. Jehovah make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Jehovah lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom.